the South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. All right, welcome back, high school football fans, to the South Coast End Zone Podcast alongside Standard Times sports editor Lori Lose. I'm sports digital editor Brennan Curie. Uh, we're back on the Facebook Live, uh, so if anyone out there has any questions, if they can hear us and see us, hopefully we've had some technical difficulties but please ask uh, any questions you have about high school football yeah well welcome all right so we are uh, into week 10 here uh, season's flying by and there are uh, two playoff teams remaining two in our left standing area. yes and then there were two yes and i actually was at the game where the two of these teams faced each other uh, nine weeks ago um seems on- like forever <laughs> ago we, we were so young back then yeah opening night and you know after that game i said both of these teams are probably going to make a run in the tournament and you know here they are here we go yeah both playing for section titles so division yep. eight and division six yep uh we're talking about old rochester and Wareham. in case you didn't have a clue in case you were yes, under a rock <laughs> the last few weeks and you were saying who are they talking about uh yeah they're the the two teams left uh, um, Wareham, the number one seed, uh, is hosting uh, Millis, the number three seed, uh, in the Division Eight South Final. That's uh, Friday night at Wareham at 7 p.m. And I know uh, the Somerset Berkeley, the game, the win over Somerset Berkeley was really big for Wareham because that solidified that number one spot. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, th- that's what Coach Lop had said uh, before and after the game was that. We want to be home. If Absolutely. we can make, if we can have a South final at home, you know that's what we want. And I think he kind of was looking at either Millis or St. John Paul II as being the two top teams, um, kind of in that in the Division Eight uh, that they would have to go through, you know, to get into that state semifinal. And uh, Millis and he was right. That was the yeah. other semifinal. Yeah. So uh, Millis is, uh, ended up winning last week over St. John Paul, uh, forty-two to fourteen in that game uh, to to make their. Uh, uh, I guess it's their, I think it's their, uh, well, they, they, they won the state championship last year, and then this would be their fourth straight uh, South sectional final appearance. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A little powerhouse going over there at uh, <laughs> yeah. Millis. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think their, their coach was uh, Patriots uh, Coach of the Year yep. last year, wasn't yep. it? Yep. And that's actually how he met. Uh, he met Bob Lump for the first time. He was telling me uh, tonight, last year, uh, you know, at Gillette, and he said, you know, you guys are moving down to our division we might see you next year in the South final. And, and here we are, you know, uh, a little prescience there. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, this is a, you know, it, I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, we all know that, that Wareham loves to, to run the football and they've had so much success this year, not which is Isaac Nazimento, but Elijah McAllister stepping up, mm. uh, you know, um, Seth Andrews, yeah, Seth Andrews. Chance we see him, who or? knows? I mean, I haven't talked to Bob yet. Um, so I know they had projected him to be back hopefully sometime in the playoffs. I know he didn't make it back last week, so who knows? Maybe he'll be back this week. Um, he was definitely one of the big surprises of the first yeah. half of the season. And yeah. uh, Elijah probably qualifies for one of the bigger successes of the second half of the season. Definitely. And um, But, the you know, Illis, uh, they like to throw the ball. Uh, you know, they, they pretty much um, run a spread. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Bryce Latosak, I hope I'm saying that right, he has uh, – 20 Latosic maybe? Latosic maybe? I'm not Somewhere sure. We'll go with Bryce. Uh, Bryce, uh, he has 26 touchdown passes this year uh, with just three interceptions. Uh, last year he had 30 touchdown passes. Uh, so this kid can 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 fling the ball. I mean, <laughs> so that probably harkens back to the Somerset Berkeley game a little bit. And yeah, a little bit. Seekonk and Seekonk game. too. Yep. yep. Yeah, so. You know, and those are two two times where Wareham's defense was really able to not necessarily keep the quarterback 
100% check, but kind of that bend but no break, you know, maybe yeah, give up. just enough to let the offense do its job. Yeah, you know, um, so, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know last year, Millis ended up winning the Division 4A Super Bowl, and uh, four of the receivers are back from that team, uh, including Andrew Brooks, who has nine touchdowns this year, and P.J. Adams, who has 10. Uh, so th- they have four different guys that can kind of get out there, stretch the defenses, and, and um, look to really kind of, you know, move the ball up the field. Uh, but their offense just recently got a boost. Uh, their running back, Kurt Hopkins, he had been out for three weeks uh, with a dislocated elbow. He just made it back this past week uh, against St. John Paul. He had 25 carries, 135 yards, three touchdowns. So I think he's really kind of made them, you know, more multidimensional, except, you know. If, you That's know, a lot of plays to run, too. Yes, yes. So it sounds like they, uh, I don't know, they run a hurry up maybe? They or? can they can score. I mean, they they can put up points just like Wareham because I know Wareham's, you know, averaging well over 30 points a game, mm-hmm. uh, probably 35 or 38. <laughs> uh, didn't do the math. But, uh, you know, this is definitely going to be a game that can have uh, lots of points being put on the board. I know last week, um, you know, where he ended up beating Sacred Heart handily. You know, it was yep. 40, to, 40, uh, 40 to 8 and final. And really need Isaac. Yeah, you know, they were up 40 to 0 at halftime and just really coasted. Um, I know Isaac had had, you know, the, the swollen hand, you know, from having it stepped on the week before. But he had one rushing touchdown. Meanwhile... Uh, a few passes too, yeah, so yeah, it looked few. like he was uh, healthy enough to. Yeah, I think he had. A, I don't know if it was four, four, four passes, four passes was, like yeah. seventy-five yards or something yeah. like that. Uh, but Elijah McAllister, I mean, this has to be probably his best game of the year. Eleven carries, one hundred and sixty-five yards, two touchdowns, and then Eric Zine. I mean, this kid's step, uh, kind of doing whatever they ask him to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had forty-eight rushing yards, and he also scored twice. Uh, so I mean, it just really, you know, that's uh, that's about three hundred yards in two games. For yeah, McAllister, and uh, before that, he'd had some big return touchdowns and stuff. Yep, so he's, he's kind of done of a Swiss Army knife there for him. Yeah, done a little bit of everything uh, for them, and just you know the fact that they were able to to get out so big, uh, you know, against. You know, Sacred Heart, you know, I mean, they beat Old Colony, uh, yeah. who had been doing well. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Big win streak going. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, they jumped out big and they really got to coast. And like like Brennan was saying that, you know, they didn't really have to use Isaac a lot. Yeah. What was it, 30-something yards or something? Yeah. yeah was, so uh, I think that was. a season low for him. That was kind of a nice rest for him coming yeah. into to this week where, you know, I'm sure he's going to probably be on the field 98, 99% of the time. Oh, <laughs> you know. I can't uh, imagine they're going to be up 40 to nothing in this one. But no. if so, may, may, maybe he'll get a break in the second half. But no. I was impressed with Nikowski. I saw him the week before, not in this game, but we ran for almost 150 yards uh, in the the first round win over Hull. And uh, one of the things, I remember watching his brother, you remember at Old Rochester, Mike McAllister, and he was, I guess he was more of a, of a playing space guy, I thought. He was a guy, you got to get him the ball in space, you know, returner, you know, screen pass type guy. But uh, Elijah impressed me with how much he invited contact when he was mm. running. And he, he really wasn't afraid to, to run over guys, bowl them over. I mean, he's still fast, he's shifty, but uh, yeah, he was, wasn't afraid to lower the shoulder pads and just kind of run over a kid or two. So that impressed me. Yeah. And what's interesting about this matchup is uh, both teams, Millis and Wareham have one loss and both came week one. Wareham oh, wow. lost so both on uh, eight game winning streaks. Winning streaks yeah. yeah, Wareham, you know, lost uh, week one to Old Rochester, forty one forty, and I was at that game. And uh, Millis lost to Holliston, uh, twenty four to seven. 
Uh, so, you know, since then, both teams, have nobody's been able to stop either one. I'm, um, I'm sure Lump tracked down some tape of that uh, Holliston loss and uh, what they were able to do. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, just a fun fact is the uh, the Millis head coach um, actually lives in Wareham. So, uh, right. so he's familiar with the surroundings. He's familiar with the team. He said he's actually gone and seen them twice this year, even before, you know, knowing that they were going to, you know, kind of having an idea maybe we'll see them down the road but hey i'm a fo- he said i'm a football fanatic like you know I, we weren't playing they had a mm-hmm. game i went to the game um so uh so it definitely should be an interesting matchup i mean it could be a high scoring affair um yeah you know like it could be with these two offenses so that game Might harken back to that week one game against old rochester or the or the um the sacred, uh, not the sacred heart, the uh, Somerset Berkeley game. Yeah, also yeah, very high scoring. Yeah, that was exciting too. Um, but that game is Friday night. Uh, Millis, uh, the number three seed, is coming to uh, number one seeded uh, Wareham. Yeah, seven playing, playing to make it into the state semifinals. Yeah, this is what you play for. The other uh, playoff game on Friday night, uh, 7 p.m., number five, Middleborough, is visiting number two, Old Rochester. Nice little the- South Coast area yeah. rivalry here. Not necessarily rivalry, but showdown, I guess. Yep, in the Division Six South Final. Um, it's the first time Old Rochester is in it since, uh, I think we were saying, what was it, 2013? 2013. Uh, Henry Quinlan, they ended up going, I think it was not his last year, but the year before his last mm-hmm. year. And uh, they ended up losing in that game. But, uh, you know, it, it's like you were just saying, I mean, Middleborough, even though it's a little bit outside of our coverage area, I mean, yeah. it feels like. It used like to a, be a Standard Times Yeah, it used area. to be a Standard Times Back area. Back in the day. But, uh, I mean, it feels like a local team. Uh, Ryan, Shout out to our friends over at the Middleborough Gazette yep. down Hagloff. Yep. And, uh, I mean, Ryan Sylvia, who is the former Bishop Staying Athletic Director and former Old Rochester, you know, star football player mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, he is out, actually the athletic director now at Middleborough. So we have a little bit of connection there. And I think uh, you were saying that the football coach there was his former teacher? Or? Or, no, I think no. he said he was his college coach. College Kingpin. coach. Okay. Yeah, yeah Kingman. Um, he said he, he coached uh, – Ryan in college. Um, so, uh, so there's lots of connections going on there, but, uh, this, this will be a complete opposite game from last week's, uh, game for old Rochester against Rockland or I ended up, uh, holding on for a 12 to eight victory, um, in really just a defensive battle. Um, no one has really been able to stop the Bulldogs this year, but you know, last yeah, week came pretty close. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, just a lot of tough defensive plays. Uh, it seemed like, for the most part, Old Rochester was dictating the pace of the game, really just, um, you know, controlling the clock and, uh, you know, kind of just Rockland couldn't get anything going on offense. You know, I mean, they just, you know, they'd move a lot of ball a little bit and then all of a sudden they couldn't pick up a first down. And then, you know, it just, it was kind of like, all right, you know, all right, Old Rochester's going to increase the lead. And then all of a sudden, Rockland would make a you know an awesome play on defense. And then you'd be like, okay, they're still up, but <laughs> not up by a lot. Um, and I know it was an interesting ending to the game because they were up 12 to 6, and there was six less seconds left on the clock. And the, uh, uh, Coach Justin Kogler decided, decided he didn't want to punt. You know, too, too afraid of a did, block or yeah, yeah, that or or return. you know return. You know, and um, so he t- he told uh, Henry uh, Harry right. Smith uh, to 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 take a safety, run forty one yards in the opposite direction for a safety because hey, you know if the game ends, it's a safety. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only giving up two points as opposed to 
possibly six points or, or more and losing the game. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty wild. It was pretty crazy. I'd never seen that happen. Um, yeah, you like see that. it sometimes from the two-yard yeah, line. Yeah, so you see Belichick do it for the Patriots yeah. several times. But I was a little curious, maybe, like why he couldn't run down to the five and then just kind of start running around to the clock's at zero. I guess because, he, you know, if he fumbled or, if, yeah. you know, or if they caught him, um, which did not. He seemed to run straight back for yes. the safety. He and didn't he was waste running, any time. So he, it took he, six seconds to yeah, he was running get back fast, to the end zone. You know? yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was uh, you know, definitely – a defensive battle that old Rochester was able to pull out and they really haven't been in a lot of those games this year. You know, they've been in the shootouts where mm-hmm. they, they came back and they rallied to beat Wareham week and a one. A lot of blowouts. Yeah. You know, a lot of blowouts. Um, they fell short to Somerset Berkeley in kind of a game where it was a shootout as well. Um, and just talking to uh, coach Kogler tonight, he just, I mean, he said it was, it's really great to see us be able to, to win that game. That's so much different than a lot of our other games this year. Something mm-hmm. where, you know, we, our defense really had to rise to the occasion and, you know, and, our offense had to just get enough done. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so the defense getting enough stops. They had to get all the stops. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy this week. Uh, Middleborough um, has really kind of come on strong. Um, as of, Yeah. I mean, they started the year off uh, pretty strong. You know, they um, they ended up having, I forget if it was like four or five straight wins. Uh, they ended up beating Aponiquit week one, yeah. which was handily. A, yeah, handily, uh, one of our local teams. And uh, they ended up losing a couple games in a row. One was to Norwell and the other was to, to Rockland, you know, two teams that we're mm-hmm. talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Norwell was the top seed in the Division 6 South. And they came, they lost to him during the regular season. And then they just beat him last week, 32-22 to get to the final. And that game it's was hard to play the score game then, right? When they yeah. split with Norwell and they lost to Rockland, or Rochester beat Rockland, Rockland, but only by four. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's so it's so, so it's definitely a tricky kind of you know ma- you know trying to trying to do it on paper kind yeah. of thing. Um, but last week, uh, you know, that game was fourteen fourteen in the second half, and where uh, uh, Middleborough just ended up making a lot of plays. You know, they there were some turnovers. They ended up capitalizing, and this is a team that that has big play potential. You know, Justin Kogler said, if we can make them drive down the field, you know, we should be in this game. But if they have a 50-yard touchdown run mm-hmm. or a 75-yard touchdown pass, he said it's going to be a long day, you mm-hmm. know, because they do have that big play potential. But if you look at it the other way around, old Rochester does too. I know they didn't have a lot of big plays against, you know, a really tough Rockland defense. But over the course of the season, they have been having those big runs, mm-hmm. you know, with, oh, yeah. you know, Harry Smith and Will and Garcia. Will Garcia um, you know, I they, covered a game where he had four touchdowns at 30 yards or more. Yeah. Garcia, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this game, I mean, Brendan, I know you're going to be at this game. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it could have, enjoy it. it has the potential to really be a, sh- uh, a shootout. I'm uh, just sitting here waiting for you to try to pronounce the uh, quarterback from Middleborough's last name. Though. You know, uh, his coach told me, and I want to say it's gouache. Gouache. All right, I wouldn't yes. come up with that. Yes, um, yeah, it's some it, gouache. For all the phonetic fans Evan? out there, it's G W O Z D Z. Yes, I think it's gouache. Yeah, I should have written it down when he told me it earlier. Um, but he's he's been outstanding for them this year. Uh, he ended up having 125 yards and two touchdowns uh, against Norwell, uh, and uh, he's a two-year starter um, at quarterback. Got some experience. Yep, and uh, the the big guy is uh, Jeremy Soule. Um, he's their running back. He's a three-year starter for them. He ended up starting his uh, sophomore year uh, wide receiver, and the last few years he's, he's been running back. But he's averaging 
about 15 yards of carry. I think he's oh, Harry Smith territory. Yep, right there. 80 carries for uh, for about 1,200 yards, and he has about 13 or 14 touchdowns. Um, and that's including missing two games with a sprained ankle. So oh, that's extra impressive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah. I mean, they have plenty of guys who can score, um, and so does Old Rochester. I mean, it really could come down to. You know, who has the ball last? Who has the ball last or who has the turnovers? Yep. You know, uh, one thing about Old Rochester and, and just Justin Kogler and I were talking tonight and it's just they've been on the winning side of, of the turnover battle through this playoff run. And last year, you know, when they were one and done in the playoffs, they weren't, you know, no, and yeah, they, not at all. Uh, of turnovers yes. uh, against DR. And mm-hmm. I know uh, he said one thing is when, you know, he's working with the running backs that's 90% of the focus is all right, ball control, ball yeah. control, ball, you know, like, like ball security, like let's not, you know, lose the ball. So, uh, and so they don't pass a lot. So the interceptions yeah. are a little less of a worry for them than some other teams. Yeah. yeah making sure they don't fumble and, uh, yeah. yeah, both on offense and special teams too. I've seen a lot, a lot of special teams fumbles this yeah. season. So, uh, I mean, we both. I mean, depending on the weather, um, you know, it could be really cold. So maybe, ah. may, maybe that'll that'll slow down some of the scoring. But uh, I mean, both both of the playoff games definitely have the potential to, to really be shootouts. You yeah. know, I mean, kind with, of first one to forty wins might be. Yeah. yeah. So that game is uh, Middleborough at Old Rochester, seven p.m. Friday night in the Division Six South uh, final. And uh, just just for the record, I also accept free hot chocolates, uh, Justin Jay. <laughs> Shout out. Only one though; he can only have one one per game. As long as the machine's working. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so those are our two playoff teams. Um, you know, we'll see if we have are both left standing yeah, after we this could, week, or uh, could be section or state semifinals after that. So they're uh, yeah, each team is uh, I guess what two wins away from playing at Gillette. Yeah, it's exciting. That'd be I cool. Mean, December second would be I think the the Gillette. Yep, day I think we already the, have the day. So Brendan's already asked for it off. He's uh, trying I, I'm to take supposed a to be vacation. on vacation, but I told her if we got teams playing for the state finals, uh, I will uh, issue my vacation <laughs> for an extra day. And, and show up at Gillette, and, and uh, we're lucky that they, neither of them are Division Seven. Yes, because uh, divisions was it two and seven don't yep. play at Gillette this year. No, so. yeah, that's disappointing for yeah, those teams. Yeah, no, I mean, even, no matter where you play, it's not as cool as Gillette. No, definitely. Um, not that we have the experience, but covering it is always fun. Yes, yeah, yes. even just going in there, yeah, yeah. 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 When, <laughs> our, our our chances of playing at Gillette are long gone. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, those are the two playoff games. We have uh, seven. Uh, non-playoff I'll games. Play six of them at home. Six of them at home. Wow, we it's a, it's a busy uh, We're Friday. Be stretched thin. On very Friday. stretched thin. Luckily, Old Colony plays on Saturday, so that yeah, that helps a little off. bit off there. Uh, so uh, first game, uh, Sandwich is visiting Fairhaven uh, Friday night at seven p.m. Uh, the Blue Devils are actually coming off a pretty disappointing performance at Dighton Rehoboth last week. They ended up uh, losing thirty-seven to zero. It was the first time they were shut out all year. Um, and it was coming after that that exciting win the week before against Bishop Stang, where it yeah. was kind of a back and forth. Didn't expect game. that one to be such a blowout. I so, actually yeah. picked them to win. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, what ex- what really happened in that game. I mean, Dr. is always strong at home, but they kind of had an up and down season and hadn't really been playing that well. Um, but Sandwich, I mean, they've also struggled as of late. They lost uh, last week to Norton, twenty-seven to eight, and uh, they've lost five out of their last six games. Um, and their three wins have come over Bishop Conley, Bishop Sting, and Martha's Vineyard. So 
If you look at uh, do you remember what the score was of the Stang game? No, I don't. Ha- I don't have the yeah. score score in front of me. But we could. Fairhaven Stang was a pretty close game. Yeah. I was just curious. It was kind of a back and forth. Was, was yeah. A close game as well. Or? So I mean, this is a you game. You can't read too much into the Martha's Vineyard win. No, kinda. no, that, that's almost everybody beats Martha's Vineyard. Yes, almost um, everybody. But um, yeah, no, it's just uh, you know this should be a game. Hopefully, you know Fairhaven's at home. They have a little bit of the momentum of being at home, and hopefully they can put last week's uh, loss to DR kind of behind them in that game and because you know after this one to forget probably yeah one after this you know next is thanksgiving against dartmouth, dartmouth and yeah that's always a tough game um you know on both sides you know you know for fairhaven um you know against dartmouth so uh that game is friday night uh fair ha- uh fairhaven is hosting sandwich at 7 p.m all right another night game on friday because we have a few day games so yes. we'll get into those yeah. but south shore is visiting greater new bedford Vogue tech at 6 p.m uh, Vol- a little bit earlier there. Yeah, a little bit. That uh, that gives us uh, our re- reporter a little bit of t- extra. We time enjoy the early start time. Yes. You know, I don't know if the parents work in the nine to nine to fives. No, do they quite might not. as much, but uh, we love them. Yep. Uh, so uh, Vogue Tech, uh, you know, they got their first win a couple weeks ago, um, and then this past week, uh, you know, another disappointing uh, outing. I thought that one was a winnable game for them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I picked them to win. Um, they were going to the Vineyard, and uh, the They're Vineyard's... always so optimistic about our local teams. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, it comes back to bite me when I'm uh, picking against Buddy. That's uh, true, yeah. Cold-hearted Buddy over there. Yes. Uh... Uh, so, uh, you know, Martha's Vineyard ended up winning that game 14-0. to Vogue Tech got shut out, um, and uh, just... You know, really kind of, you well, know, after its first win on the football yeah, field this year. Yeah, because the then, other win was a forfeit. And then actually. And they turned around and canceled the rest of their season. Well, I think they canceled the rest of the season before the game, saying after this game, you know, we don't. We will play this game, but after this game, we don't feel comfortable playing any more games because we have so many kids that are either injured or suspended or, you know, all different issues that they had had. And down you know, they were down to 14 kids. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. disappointing. Um, so, you know, that was that was definitely tough. And I mean, the Bears have struggled all year scoring. You know, that's been, I mean, their defense, I mean, they only gave up two touchdowns. And, you know, I, I was at the Pontiquit game and that game. They had some really good defensive plays as well. And. You know, to put 57 points up for a 6.3 average, I mean, that's that's tough. Touchdown a game. Yeah, you know, especially where you're, you know, you're playing, you know, I know their their regular season schedule with like, you know, the South Coast Conference Large Division. I mean, they're playing tough teams, you know, so you have to be able to put points on the board. Uh, But the Bears need to win at least one um, of their final two games to avoid the worst record since the 2006 team finished one and ten. There's a little um, Buddy Thomas fun fact there. Yeah. Um, so I'm back uh, in the history books for that one. Yeah, and uh, South Shore has lost uh, two straight uh, to Bristol, Plymouth, and uh, to Hull after a three-game winning streak, and they uh, they compete in that uh, Mayflower Athletic Small Conference that Old Colony competes in. So you know, and I saw Hull a couple weeks ago, and they're not a terrible team. So no. if they beat Hull. Yeah. It's probably spell some trouble for Vogue Tech. Yeah. So um, the other thing is that, uh, you know, South Shore has four wins on the year. So I'm sure that the kids there have a little bit of confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of momentum there. And that'll, uh, that could get them to 500. That's always a good thing to be able to, you know, yeah. in your Thanksgiving game, uh, the chance to finish over 500. So they'll have a little something to play for. So that game is uh, Friday night at 6 p.m. at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. Another evening game um, Dartmouth is visiting Somerset Berkeley Friday at, se- uh, at 5 p.m. Uh, that game, uh, that, this will be an interesting one. I'm kind of, uh, yeah, defense versus offense in this one. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Somerset Berkeley has really been able to put a lot of points on the board. Um, even last week, uh, you know, 36 against Falmouth, um, in a win, 
uh, while Dartmouth, you know, has kind of struggled. Yeah, yeah that was, I was at that Hopkinton game, and they just couldn't move the ball. The offense yeah. really just couldn't get anything done. It's kind of thing i feel like for the last couple of seasons you've kind of seen it getting to that point with dartmouth the, the offense wasn't what it was when they had chris martin and um you know they'd had cole jacobson last year so he was just enough yeah. individually to save their offense in a lot of games but uh you know this year you know they've, they've now gone to the, the sophomore quarterback uh, we're forced to go to the sophomore quarterback and nolan ellis and uh just uh you know luke tuzel had kind of seemed to get things going the previous couple of games and he just didn't have any room against hoppington no. they didn't get a first down until the final minute 10 of the game Every time well, Hopkinton was the real deal. I Hopkinton mean, I was we good. Kept they were, they were saw they had a lot of speed. They yeah. didn't have a lot of they, they had some some hype, but they didn't have a lot of. I don't think they had a lineman over two hundred pounds. Wow. Um, but they uh, they just had a lot of speed and a lot of athleticism across the field, and uh, really just you know, Dartmouth three and out, three and out, three and out. Yeah, the, and that was the first time they had been shut out in uh, sixty two games. Wow, I didn't last, know that. last time was September twenty first, two thousand twelve. Oh, man, a better reporter would have had that that in the story <laughs> last week. And I took it from Buddy's column that's going to be running in t- oh, tomorrow. Buddy, paper. we trust. Uh, you know, so uh, I mean, hopefully Dartmouth can can. Get back on track. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Um, and the defense was solid against yeah. Hopkinton. It looks 27 nothing, but two of those were pick sixes. Yeah. So, uh, so right it was there. really only two offensive touchdowns for Hopkinton, and it was one in the first quarter and one in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And uh, Somerset actually, um, you know, they had opened the season pretty strong. Uh, they had won five straight games, and then uh, they've lo- they had lost two straight. One of them was to Wareham in that South Coast Conference mm-hmm. championship game, and then they also lost their first uh, first round playoff game. They bounced back uh, with the win over Falmouth last week, so they're kind of getting a little bit back on track. But these two teams used to play each other a lot when they were in the Eastern. They were both in the Eastern Athletic Conference, um, but they haven't seen each other since 2014 in the playoffs when. Dartmouth ended up beating Somerset on um, on its way to uh, the first of uh, back-to-back uh, state titles. So, uh, so this game, uh, you know, I mean, it really just, you know, dep- I think it's really going to come down to if, if Dartmouth's offense can kind of get something, something. going because the defense yeah. the defense should be solid. Although Somerset, you know, has been able to put a lot of points on the board um, this year. So uh, that game is Dartmouth at Somerset Berkeley uh, Friday night at 5 p.m. All right, All right. day games now. Yeah, now we're moving up. We're do, Although doing the nowadays, with the, how dark it gets so early, these games will end. It'll be dark. It'll be yeah, it'll be uh, really dark out. Uh, so Newton North is uh, coming to New Bedford uh, Friday at three p.m. Um, this uh, this should be an interesting game for New Bedford. Um, I mean, yeah, they they suffered a heartbreaking loss last week uh, to Attleboro, twenty to nineteen. And really had an opportunity at the end to, to win that game, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to get the conversion. Um, but you know, with that After loss, a kind of an amazing pass down to Barry yeah. Hilton with seconds left, or yeah. like a fifty-yard pass or something. To- yeah, and uh, I mean, and and that loss actually guaranteed them of a second straight losing season. So you know, at this point, it's like, all right, let's try and finish strong. You know, we have we have this game coming up, and then we have Thanksgiving. You know, which yep, is always very tough. winnable game against Durfee. So. Yeah, you know, if um, they win this game, they could what five and six they'd be if yeah. they won this one and then yeah. beat Durfee. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, it's a three-game losing streak for the Whalers, um, and uh, but Barry two of Hill- those close losses though. That, yeah, the, uh, you know, the the big playoff loss in the middle, but yep. Um, yeah. the uh the I'm sorry the Brocken game yes. was, uh, was a close game and then the Attleboro game as well so yeah, definitely. you know one blowout in the middle of two two winnable games that could have that record looking very different yeah and uh I mean you were just mentioned Baron Hilton I mean this kid uh 
had his thir- third multiple touchdown game of the year. He scored on both sides of the ball, recovering, uh, returning a fumble and also catching a pass in, in that loss last week. And he has a team best uh, eight touchdowns this year. So he's kind of the guy that get, that's been getting them going as of late. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say he's their best defensive player. He's the one yeah. that stands out the most. You know, there's always some solid guys out there, but, you know, he's uh, opportunistic. Yep. And uh, Newton North is actually coming off a 28-22 uh, to 22 win over Wellesley. Right. Yeah. So, so that, we'll see, uh, you know, if the Whalers can get back on track there and, yeah. uh, you know, consistency that we've cited, I think, yeah. every podcast. So <laughs> yes. it's, uh, hopefully they can find some consistency in the last couple of games here because they always have dangerous athletes and they, they're always a threat to score at any given moment and they just can't seem to sustain things. Yeah. And that game is Newton North at New Bedford, 3 p.m. on Friday. Brendan will be there. That's the first of his doubleheader for the night. Yes. Yeah. Always, always a fun time to watch the Whalers play. <laughs> All right. Uh, another 3 p.m. game on Friday is uh, Bourne is visiting a Poniquit, um, and I'll be at this game. Yes, that'll be your first of your first half of your doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping the old day night doubleheader. Yeah, I'm just hoping Mother Nature will uh, cooperate a little bit and you know make it not be, be cold. the coldest day yeah. of of the entire month. As long um, as there's no precipitation, because yes. I gotta be at that old Rochester game second, and uh, yeah, I was there for some so- soccer doubleheader yesterday when it was raining, uh. and, that, and that's no fun. Yeah, well, you know, uh, hopefully Aponiquit can, can, you know, kind of turn things around. Um, you know, it's been kind of a, a struggle this year. Um, just Another the rough one, one last week. Yeah, just the one win all season. Um, last week, the uh, Lakers ended up losing to Case 32-19 to um, in that game. And, you know, it's just, it's it's been kind of a, you know, they've had some injuries. They have a lot of young guys stepping in. You know, when you have freshmen playing at the varsity level, it, it just... It's tough. It's an uphill battle. Yeah, it really is. Um, I know I, a couple of years from now, we're going to be saying, remember when they were freshmen and yep. they took their lumps <laughs> and now here they are, you know, um, and that's just how it is. I mean, ask, um, you know, Mark DeBrito over at uh, New Bedford High. Yep, one win season last year. Yeah, and then they, they have more this year. And it just, I mean, it, it does take that um, when you have a young, young team. But Chase Gorman, I mean, this kid, in six games, he's thrown at least one touchdown pass in four out of those games, um, including uh, the the three in, three in a row. Um, and last week against uh, Case, he became the first Aponiquit quarterback to throw three touchdown passes in a game since Chad Goucher did it oh. um, in 2014. Just got to cut so, down on those turnovers, though. Yeah, turnovers. Yeah, I think he had, he had a couple interceptions um, in the game. And, uh, you know, just you can't – you know, in this – at the high school level, when you turn the ball over, you know, a lot of times it leads yeah. to, to bad things and losses. And um, But Gorman does have six touchdown passes on the year, so he's tied for fourth um, in the area. And that's not bad for a freshman. No, not at all, especially because he didn't even play the whole season either. No. So that's in a partial season. No. So, uh, so you know, it's nice to see him develop. And uh, I'm sure, you know, as long as he stays injury-free, he'll, he'll be able to continue to develop. Uh, but Bourne uh, ended up losing this past week to, to Bishop Stang, 28-14. to 14. Uh, and Bourne has lost uh, two straight in, and four of its last five games. And that's a team that, you know, plays in that South Coast Conference small division. You know, we always... A little bit s- better this year than they've been in the last couple yeah, of years. You know, but, had, uh, still had some the most yeah, had some improvement. Yeah, but they've, they've, you know, I think they've struggled kind of as of late. And, you know, just, you know, size, numbers, you know, they graduated a lot of kids a few years ago. And, you know, it's kind of that They're, sometimes rebuilding. I think last year was, was, they were the, a one-win team like yeah. Aponiquit is this year. So they yeah. might be kind of just one year ahead of Aponiquit yes. in that, uh, you know, year chain of... Uh, of rebuilding, know, rebuilding, yeah. Rebuilding, exactly. Yeah. So that game is uh, Born at Aponiquit. That's Friday at 3 p.m. Another 3 p.m. game on Friday is uh, Carver's visiting Bishop Stang. Uh, and this, uh, 
We'll see if uh, Stan can kind of make... Spartans seem to be picking up their game. Yeah, nice little finish to the uh, year. Yeah, nice trend there. Yeah, I mean, uh, they won this past week over Bourne, 28-14. Even though they lost the week before to Fairhaven, you know, they they came back in that game and they almost nearly won it. A couple of comebacks, I think. Yeah, I think a couple times. You know, yeah, they lost a, a tough one. Uh, was it the six nothing game to Coil at yep. one point? There? Yeah, I mean so, they've, yeah, they've, they've been, been in some games this yep. year and and haven't been able to necessarily pull them all out. Uh, but Justin Lopes has come on really strong recently. You know, throwing the ball, uh, you know, running the ball, just making good decisions, uh, kind of developing, you know, at quarterback and kind of really you know embracing the offense. And uh, Tim Manley Jr., um, you know, he's he's just making plays on both sides of the ball. He had an intercepted uh, pass that he uh, had. This past week against it was a nice Bourne. little tip ball, and he yeah. grabbed it and ran it back. Yeah, so I made a like a huddle. Uh, yeah, uh, honorable mention list. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Uh, and it was his sixth uh, touchdown of the season. You know, and that put them up twenty-one to, to fourteen in that game, and was really a turning point. Um, and Eric Camacho, um, he had a touchdown uh, catch from Lopes. Um, you know, in that in that game as well for sixty-three yards. Um, a few you different know. dangerous receivers. Yeah, there for you know, I think they're really find it tra- starting to find like an identity. The offense. You know, sometimes when you have a first-year coach and you know bringing in new yeah, system, he's not system running exactly and, what Ryan was running. And, yeah, and it, it just takes a while for the kids to get you know f- comfortable and familiar. And and I f- I feel like you know the. Uh, Stang is really starting to turn a corner, and they, and they do have a lot of kids that are young that are going to be back. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so next year, it'll be something a team to watch. Yeah, something to build on. Uh, and Carver um, is kind of trending the other way. Uh, Carver's lost six out of the last seven games um, after opening the season with back-to-back wins over the Vineyard and uh, Blue Hills. So they're coming off a twenty-one to zero loss to Diamond last week. So they were they were shut out a week ago, and uh, they only have the three wins on the season. So. Definitely a winnable game for the Spartans, and uh, yeah. They, <laughs> Again, they're a team that two wins. They finish five and six. You can be like, oh, we were practically a 500 team. And yeah, and build that on that momentum into next year. Yeah. All right, and that game is 3 p.m. at Bishop Stang on Friday. All right, Saturday. Here we go. Uh, Randolph is visiting uh, Old Colony Saturday at 1 p.m. And, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough last couple weeks for Old Colony. These are, these are two teams also trending kind of in opposite <laughs> directions. Yeah. Here. You know, um, Randolph ended up uh, opening the year with three straight loss or six straight losses, and they've won three straight games since then, including wins over Burke, Blue Hills, and Cape Cod Tech. Meanwhile, Two of those teams are teams that Old Colony beat as well. Yes, um, and uh, Old Colony, meanwhile, has lost uh, back-to-back games um, for the first time this season after winning six straight. Yeah, so uh, this has definitely been one of those kind of you know opposite ends of the spectrum coming together. You know, let's see if one of the trends can you know either stay or buck the other one. You know, mm-hmm. buck the other one. Uh, but Mo- Monomoy, I mean, I would say that this is probably like week one. This is probably one of the more disappointing performances for old colony to yep. be shut out you know mm-hmm. that was the last time they were shut out was week one um when we've been i feel like every week we talk about their offense and how they have so many different weapons and and um you know unfortunately they weren't able to get anything going uh last mm-hmm. week uh it the the shutout actually ended a uh a streak for uh, brad plissy um he had had a streak of uh six straight games that he had scored a touchdown and uh unfortunately he wasn't able to get in the end zone and uh after averaging 24.8 games in their six games um, after the season opener, they were outscored in the competition by uh, 12.5 during that winning streak. And um, in the the playoffs, the playoffs and Mm non-playoff games, the last two weeks, last two weeks, they've been outscored 55 to eight. 
So uh, I think that twenty eight is the most they've given up in a game yeah. this year because twelve back to back games they gave twenty seven, yeah. which was the most they've given up, and then they gave up twenty eight. Yeah, so which was the most they've given. And up. I mean, the defense ha- has been strong all year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's even when you know the offense struggled, maybe you know week one and early on. I mean, it was the defense that that really carried them. So uh, you know, we'll see if they can get back on track this week. Uh, you know, against a Randolph team that's you know maybe trending up a little bit but has had its struggle this this year too and and has faced e- you know kind of equal competition in mm-hmm. recent weeks to to Old Colony so yeah they beat Cape Cod Tech last week that's the team that Old Colony beat yep. uh, to win the Mayflower yeah so uh that game is Saturday at 1 p.m. Randolph is visiting Old Colony and that's it that's the slate of uh nine games this week Whew. so Eight on uh, Friday, one on Saturday. Uh, the two big ones, obviously, being Wareham and Old Rochester, playing at home at 7 o'clock in their respective uh, section finals. Yep, and uh, I'm just going to, if either uh, Wareham or Old Rochester wins, I'm just going to say now, I won't be here next week. Unfor- what? Unfortunately, um, what? I have a uh, vacation and trip planned to Florida. Uh, so Brendan will have to fill in for me. Ooh. I know, I know. Maybe, maybe there'll be a three to seven o'clock. I can do double duty. Yeah, I know it'll be big, uh, big shoes to fill. But uh, unfortunately, I have a wedding that I have to go down to down there. So I, I can't, I can't even come back early for Friday because the wedding's on Friday. Um, but uh, but I'll be if any teams are in the the state semifinals, I'd be thinking about Some them. Some of us are willing to give up our vacation days for. <laughs> hey, uh, you don't have a wedding you have to go to, right? That's true. So, uh, but a best, staycation. But it's a little be- easier to give up. Best of uh, luck to all the teams, uh, you know, especially our, our two playoff teams left. Absolutely. And as always, you know, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at SC underscore Varsity, on Instagram at SC Varsity, on Snapchat SC Varsity, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. Yes. Yes. Getting that little <laughs> rundown. So, and as always, you can read the stories on South Coast Varsity.com and South Coast Today.com. Thanks for watching and listening.